Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 187, going live for our beautiful patrons on May 31st, 2021, going live for everyone else June 2nd. Holy moly, Steve, it's June. That's like three quarters, nope, one quarter of the year. Wait a minute. It's a it's a percentage of the year. Done. Yeah. Um, if you didn't know, this is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name is Steven. It's spelled P-H-N-A, which, as I ordered a coffee this week, I had to ask, or they were like, what's your name? I'm like, Steven. And they were like, P-H or a V. And I was like, P-H-A. And they're like, ah, they spelt it wrong. And I was like, yep, that's the joke <laughs> I usually make, so thank you. Um... Joining me, of course, Stephen with a PH and an E, but we say Steve, so it's Stephen and Stephen. No one's confused ever. You know something interesting, Steve? Yeah, what up? I went back and listened to the very first episode I was ever on, which is, um, I think, July 31st, 2019. Oh, and coming up to two years then. We made the exact same joke. And I didn't realize how long we'd been making the exact same joke, but you introduced me and you're like, but we'll call me Steve and him Steve and we'll never get confused. And I was like, wait a minute. We've been making the exact same joke for two years on this show, but our patrons don't mind, I guess, because they're still here. And if you want to join them, you can head over to patreon.com slash devs. back us there for special two-day early access to the show, Discord perks, game key giveaways every month, discount for Canadian gaming events like EGLX, shoutouts at the end of every episode, and the knowledge you're helping us do what we do, covering the Canadian game development scene. As oh, well, man. you got, you got to, an old man for us? I'm about to start crying. Why? This is totally unrelated. So I oh, record no. in, I record in like the, my old bedroom, which mm-hmm. later became my dad's like stamp room, file room, which now is just a spare bedroom. <clears throat> and my dad did um, hall duty stuff like during lunch at my old high school. Mm-hmm. And I found a yearbook from oh. 2010, 2011, which is well after I graduated. But it's when she, when he was there, and he has a bunch of signatures and stuff from people, and I'm sure he's in here somewhere. And I'm just like, oh my god! So sorry, Aww. this is totally random. I kind of no, want to find good. this picture. That's good. Sorry, go back to the jobs and Patreon stuff. <laughs> uh, I want to shout out our new patron. Thank you so much, the the Frewin Harold F R E W Y N Harold. Uh, thank you for your support. We hope you enjoy the first podcast, and uh, we hope you stick with us. Uh, at the highest tier, at our credited patron tier, we'll plug whatever you want for the duration of your support at uh, that tier. Like our main man, Eric Beer, check out thebotbook.com, the B-O-T-book.com, as well, Game Slice. It's a gaming event, used to be in person, now it's digital, returning this fall, 2021, formerly held in London, Ontario, now held on the international web. You can become a supporter of Game Slice, back it at a certain tier to get your logo and name all over the event. So if you want to check that out, get in touch with Eric. And at the top of the show, of course, we will continue, especially in light of news this week, Steve, I don't know if you read, be plugging all the ways you can support Indigenous movements across this land, the Land Back Lane movement in Ontario, with Suetin out in BC, the Micmac here in Nova Scotia, who just got their traps back uh, for fishing, as well as uh, we have a link for Night of the Indigenous Devs, if you want to check out some native developed games and support them financially that way. This past week, Steve, they found 250 remains of children at a former residential school in Kamloops, British Columbia. Wow. Completely fucked. I, uh, yeah, I meant to, I meant to actually talk to you before the show if there was something we can drive people to for that, which is just, that's, I don't know, lost for words when, when I heard that actually. People don't realize how recent that was. Like the last residential school was shut down in 1994. So how old were yeah. you in 1994, Steve? I was 10 years old. In within your lifetime, there were still no. Sorry, eight years old. Eight years old. Yes. Still within your lifetime, they were doing yeah. some really fucked up genocidal shit to natives and living here. And uh, not just some within my lifetime. Within my like, I remember 1994. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I moved Owen Sound and everything. So it's kind of messed up. It's recent. But, yeah. And it's not even, there's arguments in different native writers I read who say that it just kind of got replaced with the child welfare system. And you can read about a lot of the abuses that happened there. It sort of like shifted from residential schools to the child welfare system. And anywho, we firmly at CanadianGameDevs.com support our native and First Nations comrades. And if you want to support them financially, link's in the description. And we'll, we'll, we'll see if there's any, I don't know, fund for... This this other news about the Kamloops school is pretty breaking fresh, so I'm sure we'll hear things in the coming days. Mm-hmm. 
job, Steve. We got some at the top here. A Game Studios, still looking for a remote Unity generalist. Uh, Clever Endeavor Games in Montreal, if you're a big fan of their viral Twitch-friendly games. They're looking for a studio assistant QA manager. You need to be fluent in French, I checked. Don't even bother if you're not. I'm kidding, they might still talk to you, but they made it pretty clear in the description. Please be fluent in French. Insert Coin Accounting in Toronto and Montreal, as well as Remote, are looking for auditor and tax supervisors. Knowledge Hook has more jobs coming soon, but you can check out their site and all the work they're doing. Mickey Tech Joy Drop in London, Ontario, is looking for an Unreal Engine programmer, a Unity programmer, dual-wielding programmers with different engines, intermediate full-stack developer, and a senior and lead full-stack developers. And Snowden Studios in Ottawa, still a great name, is looking for a full-stack programmer, rendering programmer, and senior generalist programmer. And Sheridan College, if you're a huge nerd, is looking for a professor of game design (laughs) part-time. And I got two new events for you this week, Steve. Uh, First of everyone knows VRTO is happening this week, June 7th, sorry, June 6th Oh my lord, Steve. June 2nd to 8th, uh, lots of different AR, VR, speakers, marketing, um, business development, which is a new role I just added to the Discord, actually. Shout out to who asked me about that. Kyle, I want to get them right. John. John. John, John, I, John hopped in and said, we need business dev. I'm a business developer. And I said, okay, John, here's your role. Was, was there another role that you... Uh, also added marketing because uh, John I told mean. me it would be nice to have a marketing role in the future too. Quote, I got a few buddies that would really like to contribute. So, I thought there was buddies. A, I thought there was a PR marketing role. So there's PR community, but uh, they felt mm. that marketing was a specific difference. And we've had a lot of conversation in the Discord about the roles, especially in general. People like, I just picked developer because it, it is all... Like everyone can be a developer at a studio, but not everyone is a programmer, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. TennoCon, the very popular annual event around Warframe, London, Ontario based digital extremes, premier free to play ninja fighting game, I guess is how you describe. I've never had to think about it. It's coming back July 17th. It's online. You can get a ticket, which comes with a bunch of free. Well, I guess it's not free if you bought the ticket, but it comes with a bunch of skins and stuff for your Tenno. That's what they're called. Game yeah. Dev Atlantic is returning this October 22nd. Uh, lots of speakers. I think they're accepting um, pitches for speakers, too. Maybe I'll talk about how to unionize your game studio. Damage Camp 2021 is returning June 5th to 26th. So if you're hearing this today, it goes live for everyone. you got a couple days still to sign up for Damage Camp, uh, which is a great event put on by dmgto dames making games toronto quote a month of workshops panels and discussions about fostering financial stability for a community in toronto and across canada we'll be hosting saturday afternoon session in order to empower the community with beth pass to financial stability and to support us all independently making games and interactive technology presented by dmg with support from ontario creates lots of cool stuff they have a schedule up links in the description under events oh yeah steve that was the one that was money that was uh, shuffle some papers after that one. Oh wait, no, you have the sound effect. The sound effect is of you shuffling papers, though, so that works. That's right. All right, Steve, I got some news for you this week. Coming to us first from Toronto, Love, a puzzle box filled with stories, is now available on the Nintendo Switch. They flipped the Switch. Um, it looks great, as always. Every kind of you know indie puzzle game with a sharp aesthetic looks great on the switch's small screen um let me see how much it is here there might be that that discount thing oh you can add to a wish list jokes holy it's 50 percent off for the first week so you can get it for 1249 yeah. canadian wow i think it's too late though no it's still on um well it might be too late by the time people are watching let me see if it came out uh, it'll probably be for the first week so you probably have till friday based on nothing but me saying probably <laughs> you can buy it digitally for twelve forty nine Canadian. Uh then it'll go back up to twenty five after. That's a steep like usually it's like ten or fifteen percent for like that launch window discount, you know? Yeah, that is a steep uh launch discount. That's cool. We're I, fans. Yeah, I played I don't know, the first hour or so mm-hmm. and then, you know, fell into the hole of like I want to play more and then just never did. But cool. Our logo is somewhere in this game. I haven't found I know. it. I feel bad I haven't found it and that we didn't tweet at them or something like that because he did. they did add, or at least there was a screenshot of mm. it. There's a tweet. There's a tweet. There's they, history. They might have just made that f- and just tweeted it for a joke. I don't know. That's my fault yeah. for not finishing the game. I did like what I played, though. 
Yeah. All right. You know what? I'm gonna buy. Can I buy? Oh, I can't buy it right now. Buy on Hold Switch on. right now. Yeah. Buy Gagne? it. Uh, maybe. I've never actually bought anything on the browser for Switch. I'm gonna play it anyway. It's a thought that counts. Winner. Play it now. Yeah. I'll I'll do it. It's just a matter if I do it now or within like the next hour or so. I also don't know my Nintendo password thing. That's okay. You know what I do know, Steve? What's that? Spirit Fair one hour user poll for Canadian game of 2020, and they're getting a fresh physical release from IM8 Bit, one of my favorite companies on the planet. Uh, it comes with the base game postcard and sticker stamp set. Looks really nice. Digital download of the soundtrack, as well as a digital download of the 96-page Spirit Fair art book. Uh, the pre-orders go live July 27th, so you got time for PS4 and Switch. And if you ever bought something from Iron Bay 8-Bit, which I have multiple times, it's quality. I'm going to tell you right now. This cover art is really nice. It's like the main character, Mara, know something? I don't know. And uh, she's like holding one of the animals while the other ones are around her in like a yellow light. It's very nice. And standard edition implies there will be a collector's edition, but remains to be seen. Maybe they're still mm-hmm. putting that together. Uh, I think it's still on Game Pass, so... Yeah. I think you're right, yes. That's a uh, pretty sweet box art, too, actually. That's nice. That's what I'm saying. And uh, mm-hmm. they, I am Ape-It makes quality stickers. As someone who puts stickers on most surfaces in his life, I will attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spirit Fair, of course, developed in Montreal by... Oh, God. Thunder Lotus. There we Thunder go. Thunder Lotus. There you go. What a great name. Thunder Lotus is also the name of a uh, hip-hop artist group, if you didn't oh, know. Nice. Did you play much Spear Fair? I did. I played so I played through about the first hour or two on my own, and then I watched my girlfriend play a bit further than that. Um, it is a time commitment, though. Like, a, like um, Yeah, it's like uh, 20 hours long or so. Like it's, Blake it's, was telling it's a, us in the Discord, because it was his favorite game of last year, that uh, it was about 25, 30 hours to get everything they wanted to see in it. Yeah, I think I saw the, plat- the game, the Platinum, is like 30 hours or so. So, um, yeah, I played on, on um, Game, Pass. Game Pass, and it was pretty sweet. I'm sipping my caramel Starbucks oh. Frappuccino, which was on sale at Sobeys today. I'm going to have some Cokes here. So. First trailer, Steve, for Space Boat Episode 1, which is a game from Recombobulator, who, fans of the show will remember, had their entire studio wiped out in a flood last year, but was able to salvage mm-hmm. some hard drives. They're back. They got the trailer. It's up. Uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of a funny trailer. It's being made by former Mass Effect three developers. They kind of ape that like space, um, synthy sound. And then I think it is straight up the Mass Effect, uh, Mass Effect, not text font, um, which is funny. And then halfway through it sort of like pivots to the more jokey nature of the game in that you are a, um, it's an it's a narrative adventure set on an intergalactic cruise ship inhabited by various carpet-based life forms. Uh, you play as a cleverly deci- disguised cat, which Steve, if you'll skip ahead to fifty-six seconds in this trailer, <laughs> you will see what a joke that clever disguise is. Um, it looks to be a very um, colorful <laughs> narrative uh, uh, space humor-based game that uh, you know some of our our most active Twitter followers are working on. So I wanted to highlight that trailer. People could check it out, get a feel for the game. What do you think? Wait, what's the, what are the, what's the platforms for this game? Is it just PC? Ooh, that's a good question. Let me check. Uh, Recombobulator. I assume it would have to be just PC to start. And, ma- right? and maybe like, maybe a follow up question. When, when you use like a controller, like a PlayStation or Xbox controller on uh, like a Steam game or whatever, mm-hmm. does it change the f- the like the icon that yes. you would press oh, if the game okay. supports it? So you know when you look at the right side of a Steam page and it's like controller support, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you just as soon as you start like touching a controller that's plugged in, everything switches, and then as soon as you uh, press a key, okay. everything switch back. I saw the PlayStation X and I got and I got more excited than I than I already am. So based um, on the press kit, but, but coming to PC first, consoles later. That's fair. Okay. There you go. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. that uh, All of these news items in the notes if you want to check out this trailer. Next up, Steve, one I've been pretty excited about, formerly featured on Wishlist, this Operation Tango is going to be the Ooh. PlayStation Plus game for June for PS5, which Steve and I are pretty sure makes it the first Canadian-developed PS5, PS Plus game, which is a award no one cares about but me and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we should, can you make a... 
this weekend. You should make a little Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. I'll tweet it at them. Because uh, what is it? It's Worms, Rumble. Um, oh, it's only been like six games. So yeah, Bugsnacks, Worms, Rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dr- the two destruction driving games, the mm-hmm. shark game. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of those are Canadian. So no. we should maybe maybe just double check. Yeah, we'll we'll do a little reporting, but yeah. I'm 99% sure uh, Operation Tango from Clever Plays in Montreal is the first Canadian PS5, PS Plus game, which, again, (coughs) absolutely no one except Steve and I cares about. But, uh, very excited nonetheless, if you don't remember when we covered it on the show, uh, Operation Tango is a two-player asynchronous multiplayer game where one player plays the like person in the van like switching between the cameras and like unhacking doors and doing stuff well the other person is the agent in the field actually trying to pull off the mission uh the game launches like day one on playstation plus so like june 1st it's going live on ps plus and that is the day the game launches everywhere yeah it's not out on steam right this is the this is like the world release or whatever oh geez they do have a steam page and that also says june 1st so uh i think it's just might just be on consoles that day. Let me check. No, it says plan release date June 1st on Steam. So yeah, it just comes out. That's like the release date. I just didn't know if it was like on early access or something on Steam. But No, it looks like a full release. I'm pretty uh, excited about this one. Full disclosure, yeah, uh, colleague Dave Slip uh, was working on this game with Clever Plays, putting Love in Dave. some long weekends to get this one ready for certification for Friday. I guess it's going live. Tuesday, I think they had to have the build up Friday or something. But um, so I, 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 do, I am friendly with people who work on this game. I've shared a um, Airbnb with the, I think, co-founder of Clever Plays, and he's a lovely guy. So you know, <laughs> discretion. I am excited for this game, but I also think it's a really good game. In addition to liking the people who worked on it, it's going to take um, some coordination. But you and I, we should try to play this game. So. Yes, uh, absolutely. It would be our debut PS5 stream, I think. Right, like. I think so. I still haven't streams from the PS5. Like I don't even know what the UI is or whatever. Me neither. We'll figure this one out. I'm very excited for Operation Tango, and I hope Steve, as with every game that launches with a multiplayer component day one on PS Plus, a la Rocket League, Fall Guys, that this is a good sign for the player base, for the game's popularity and success. Although, a recent the destruction all-stars just announced that they're adding bots to the game. Cause mostly enough. Yeah. People, but not enough people are playing it. <laughs> you know, that wasn't part of the plan. Like, you know, with destruction all-stars, it was like, this is going to be a $79.99 full release. And I was like, uh Oh, never mind. It's coming to PlayStation plus. And like, uh Oh, <laughs> never mind. We're adding bots. That was very much not the plan. Whereas like with Rocket league fall guys. And now I think operation tango, it was part of the plan. Yeah, Fall Guys needs to come to PS5. Apparently, sorry, going off track here. Apparently, okay. the Fall Guys um, added a mode where you can create custom or um, you can create like lobbies. So the win five in a row just became like way easier. Oh, let's just do that. We need probably two or three other nerds. Let's here. Hold on. I don't we know if there's a time thing. Anyway, all that to say, Operation Tango, June 1st, PS Plus on PS5. If you don't have a PS5, it's coming to Steam as well, and you should check it out because I think it looks dope. Next game, I am very excited for Steve, also coming this upcoming week, except we'll get a podcast in before it relaunches, but Backbone from Egna in Vancouver is coming to PC June 8th. Steve, I have a very specific memory of, I believe it was a Tuesday afternoon in my third year of university on my shitty laptop seeing a tweet for this game set in a dystopic Vancouver with anthropomorphized detective Howard, who's a raccoon trying to get to the bottom of mystery in this really beautiful looking pixel art, classic point and click adventure detective game. I am so excited for this game ever since that afternoon where I sat down and ran the demo on my laptop and it chugged, but that's okay. Cause it's one of those kind of games where like, even if there's a bit of lag, you get what's going on visually. And it was the laptop's fault, not the game's fault. And I am very excited for this one launching steam xbox game pass for pc windows 10 store epic game store and gog so was there like an alarm going off is there, there might i don't be. know there's a lot of construction heard, around me um kotaku posted an article about this and the one thing i didn't know is i guess there's like a kind of a class hierarchy system i guess it's post or it's um 
it's like a, or whatever, right? It's like a caste system, isn't it, with different animals? Yeah, it looks like. Yeah, it sounds like. Backbone is set in a dreary version of Vancouver with anthropomorphic animals living in a clearly defined hierarchy. Howard Lotor, the privatized raccoon, and thus a second-class citizen. One cat on the street diversity refers to Howard as a stripper. When Howard walks up to a nightclub, the bouncer out front, a bear doesn't bother with pleasantries. No entrance for raccoons. Goodbye. So I guess mm. it's like. People are racist towards other animals and stuff. So I didn't know that about the game, but I'm I'm pretty stoked. I know you've been like seeing the praises of this game. It has the demo as well on Steam. Mm-hmm. So the the prologue is what I played way back when. Yeah. So yeah, excited about that. That's definitely Game Pass one day one download streaming <clears throat> ASAP. I am streaming now, Steve. It's happening. I saw. Yeah. I'm all talk for several weeks, but now we're putting it into practice. Remind so, me but, after this to change the the Twitch email to our shared email because I'm tired gotcha. of getting the fucking. <laughs> the, yeah the sign in yeah all right and last bit of news today steve you were right uh for yep. nemesis is the character from resident evil franchise who's coming to dead by daylight developed by behavior interactive in quebec and jill and what's his face leon, um, leon. yeah so is this the someone in our discord was trying to say this is the first time uh jill and <clears throat> leon have been in a game together including all the bullshit multiplayer ones yeah, I meant to look to see if like one of the because mer- there's a there was a mercenaries game on 3ds mm-hmm. that might have had because it was based off Resident Evil Four mercenaries originally, mm-hmm. and then it might have had Jill because it was coming up Revelations. Actually, I'll check right now. But yeah, I think it is the first time they share a game, which is weird. Um, Jill makes sense. Nemesis makes sense. Leon, I guess, makes sense because he's like the next Leon. He's, he's super like he's pop like it's him and Chris so it would have been mm-hmm. one of the two. Chris would have made more sense though because Nemesis is chasing Stars members like that's what his I don't want to say job but like that's what he was like made to do to kill the remaining Stars members. I'll and, take your uh, word for it. <laughs> Leon is not a former Stars member so I don't mm-hmm. know whatever. Anyways, the point is. Point is, Steve was right. Um, Steve was right. And what, what did we bet? Uh, we bet ten dollars. So how would you like oh. that? Cash or check? Ah, whatever. You just put it, put it, you buy some stonks. I'll buy yeah. some stonks for Steve. Right. Uh, we I, want two... the, I want the confirmation screenshot, though. Okay, I can send that. Send it to hashtag stonks channel in our Discord. Go join there to hear Brendan and Steve and uh, others discuss their stock woes. Yeah, there's like four of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've already lost. There are three bets. If people are, I usually do this at the end of the show, but the three current bets were Nemesis and Dead by Daylight. Steve wins. Raps make it top 10 in the NBA, Steve loses, and Leafs make it out of the first round, which <laughs> will be decided by the time everyone else is listening to it, but at this current moment is 3-3, and Toronto's just not finishing this series. And Leafs fans on Twitter are the most <laughs> depressing, angry people oh, man. <laughs> like I've seen in a long, long time. It's, oh, man. Oh, Lord. I watched that game. That was a nice overtime goal, not going to lie. But, I um, um I didn't really I I had it on but I wasn't like watching I really I I don't really care much for hockey to be perfectly honest if I'm around friends who love hockey I'll watch it with them but mm-hmm. you know Sophia went to bed early last night Heather Heather wasn't feeling well so she went to bed early so I was just watching anime and had it on in the background and I didn't even pay attention to it so well by the time we're, those are those are just like listening. gambling things because I miss gambling right you can make actual money bets if you want but I'm not no, gonna do I think that these on are just sports. fun I think these are just fun. All right, well, okay. Well, what's the next? There, there's something else we can bet on, I'm sure. Leafs make it out of the first round will be the last one to resolve of our current bets. But oh, yeah, but I might need like, to make some fresh ones for next well, week. Well, E3, we should do an E3 prediction-y. Well, what, what is the I'll complain about E3? most of it. That's my prediction. <laughs> You'll hate everything? <laughs> um, yeah, that's the first week of... Is that this coming week? No, it's not. No, it must be E3 June... Third. Wait, is registration? It's June twelfth to fifteenth. I was wrong. So, so not this week coming up, but the next week. So maybe next weekend we'll do. Yeah, next weekend we'll we'll place some bets on E three. I will do some research. Uh, Master Chief will be on screen at some point, Um, and that's about all I'm confident in right now. I'm just looking at the E three for Canadian companies. Ubisoft's on here. We don't give a fuck about them, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um. The, uh it's gonna be all it's weird because a bunch of stuff's happening around it you know like like xbox and bethesda are having oh that is a uh official stream wait a minute this page is a little confusing 
There's like no. I'm on e3expo.com and like at the bottom it has like the the companies. There's like、mm-hmm. maybe a total of 20 companies on here. That doesn't seem like a lot. No, it really doesn't. We got Sega, Warner Brothers, Bandai Namco, Gearbox, NetEase. You re- I don't recognize some of these. Capcom, Take Two, Square Enix, Ubisoft, Xbox, Nintendo.、Weird. So, yeah. Anyway, we'll make some predictions. Yeah.、Uh, that's it for the news this week. Links to all these stories in the show notes. And now it's time for the part of the show where Steven gets Steve to wishlist some games. Inspired by Steven Brett's frequent wishlisting of games while we were talking about them. I decided every week when I pick three upcoming Canadian made games to add to Steve's wishlist on the show because we are all beholden as developers to the almighty Steam algorithm and wishlists generally equal discoverability in the Steam store, which is what we want to help our Canadian indie brethren and sister in. What is the female? Hold on. Version of. That's a good point. I don't know. Brethren. Sisters. Oh, that's boring. It's just apparently sisters.、Hmm. Sistrin?、Cool、little... Wait, is it Sistrin? Oh, Sistrin's the plural of sisters. Wait. They're just contentious <laughs>、uh, results for this question. All that to say, we're going to help out. First up, Steve Poulet Poulet by RT Games in Toronto, Ontario. It's coming out November、oh. 1st. How do, I, how do I spell that? How do I spell it? Poulet? It's like the French for chicken, so it's P O U L E T. And then that word again after a space.、Okay. All right, perfect. Quote Classic 2D、oh. style platformer with handcrafted fun stages, a vengeful chicken, and an evil, exotic fish. I guess that's where the poulet comes from. <clears throat> um, there's no gifts in the Steam description yet. Of course, we are several months out from launch, so there is time, RT Games.、Uh, but it's very much a, a classic NES style、uh, arcade. Platformer, to say the least.、Uh, what do you yeah, think, Steve? Yeah, hopefully、uh, Nintendo doesn't hit them with a, and then a lawsuit or something because the first two screenshots look just like Super Mario 1 and, and 2.、Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like a classic retro 2D platform. Looks pretty sweet.、Um, you got to throw some GIFs or a trailer on here to see it, but like you said, they got some time.、Mm-hmm. Um, And、uh, yeah, I mean, I'm always down for looking at like a classic platformer. so. Victory awaits at the end of 32 or more question mark <laughs> 2D stages across eight worlds, just like the platformer classics of back in the day. Set high scores, set speedrun records, and maybe discover a secret or two. There you go. I'm sold.、Mm-hmm. I got to ask Steve is Poulet Poulet from Toronto based RT Games on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. Next game today wish list. This, Steve, I got Endlight by Big Pants, great studio name in Canada. It's releasing August of this year. Quote Breakthrough and outlast shifting, twisting chaos. Fly through surreal landscapes, desperately trying to get hoops. Dodging is impossible, so start smashing. Have you seen、uh, The Manifold Garden?、It's, it was、no. an Apple Arcade game and it, it was very artsy. This game gives me manifold garden vibes in terms of like the weird, impossible geography aesthetics. Like, you know, like the last、uh, scene in Interstellar or like something like that, where you're like, you know, it's just like infinite space and there's like repeating ge- geometry. Does that make sense? It does.、Um, it's very it's、really、visually like. Yeah, it's, so you're, you're essentially flying through this 3D space of impossible geometry, trying to like, pass through hoops and not.、Um, uh, I think you can smash through things.、Uh, it's been featured at IndieCade, the Tokyo Game Show,、uh, ComicsX Games Summit, and it's been in development for years now. They were at the ComicsX Games in、uh, 2016. They've been at every. Oh, they say at the bottom of their awards section, rejected by IGF every year since 2014. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, it's、uh, coming out this August.、Um, it looks whack. What do you think, Steve? <laughs> One of the last bullet points is you'll learn nothing. Awesome.、Uh, yeah, it's,、uh, it definitely is kind of a mind, mind fuck.、Um, is, is it like an endless runner, basically? Like you're just trying to. No, they're level based.、Uh, and actually, this, I'm going to read this middle paragraph to you. 
and light ships with a hundred levels that cannot be replayed. Every two months for three years, another 25 levels will be released for free, equaling 600 levels in total. Even though you're terrible, we've ensured that you will defeat them all. Everything is merely preparation for the yearly challenges, which you will also fail. The final challenge will be Saturday, March 2nd, 2024. Ominous, <laughs> period. <laughs> Set your timers. Set your, set your timers. So uh, this is a very silly... I think on purpose um, pitch for this game that they want you to re- be coming back playing levels over time. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think about that? <laughs> Just laughing at the rejected by IGF <laughs> every year since 2014. Uh, it's good. I'm like, this. this is good. Awesome. Is end light from Canada based big pants on your steam wish list. Yes, it is. Where are they from? Uh, just says Canada in their bio, so mm-hmm. I assume they would put a more specific location if they wanted me to know. That's right. Last one today, Steve. We featured in the news when they had uh, when they launched the um, sort of Twitter account and Kickstarter page, which isn't live yet for their game. Uh, Mongoose Rodeo is the name of studio in London, Ontario. I talked to the developer Alex way back in like my third year university when they did Unworthy, which was uh, pitched as a Castlevania souls-like without jumping which is a very interesting game people should go check out their new game is called crow sworn Uh, it has a steam page ahead of the kickstarter launch coming soon quote explore a dark world inhabited by men and monsters in this action-packed platformer lay waste to the monsters that stand in your way with a wide array of stylish combat maneuvers as you attempt to unravel the truth behind the curse of Firendal. i would say the best way to explain this game to somebody is the art style of Hollow Knight with the world of Bloodborne. Yeah. And uh, once you can picture like the little Hollow Knight guy with the cape and like the very floaty, um, cute in terms of colors, but not cute in terms of what's going on uh, <laughs> levels. Like I'm looking at him in the sewer here, we're like, green neon green sludge shoots out of pipes from the roof and um yeah it's uh it's very much looks in color and feel like um i just said it steve what was it hollow knight but it's like the dr plague mask and creepy tall spindly towers of bloodborne what do you think no i i uh we do we and now, like, did we um, we talked about this one? Already, we talked or? about it when they when they sort of announced the game, but we didn't feature it <coughs> on wish list yet. Uh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, there's a good GIF actually, which shows like a kind of a combat with one of the like spear shield skeleton things. Oh yeah, I'm seeing that. Um, it looks smooth, man. This looks like pretty sweet. When's the Kickstarter launch? I'm not sure yet. Um, I was checking today, recording saturday sunday may 30th it's not live yet but they hit like twelve thousand people who just signed up to get notified when it goes live right and they're 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 doing quite well on twitter with like people are already making fan art and retweeting it like it it is very obviously building a lot of hype early like this pinned tweet announcing the kickstarter pre-trailer has like nine thousand likes four thousand retweets so it's big their trailer has four hundred thousand views on youtube so i think this is steve i think it's safe to say this is going to be big in terms of like canadian indies i think it's going to be a big hit yeah it looks it looks really sweet and uh i agree with like i haven't played hollow knight but yeah i agree with sort of the combination of like it's hollow knight with bloodborne um aesthetic i gotta i get i do out of the games i have played i get a little bit of like guacamole vibes in terms of just how smooth and fast the like the fighting Mm -hmm. is the the 2d Um, like flying through the air yeah, and it Fighting. looks like kind of combo based too. Um, but this looks uh, this looks really really cool. I gotta ask: Is Crow Sworn by London, Ontario based Mongoose Rodeo on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent, and that is it for wish list this this week. If you want us to talk about your game, I want to talk about your game. I want to put your wish list. I mean, your game on my wish list. Your game on Steve's wish list. Contact acneagamedevs.com. Steve, we have a. a question from one of our patrons that i'm going to put in lieu of discord discussion this week you know aaron i know aaron we all love aaron he wants to know are there any particular games or game genre mashups you would like to see a resurgence of 
And I would say the 3D stealth platformer, just because of my love for Sly Cooper. It's a very underserved genre. Um, mm. the, the 2D and sort of indie stealth game does quite well. And the series <laughs> that like Assassin's Creed sort of abandoned with like Assassin's Creed 3 that would do stealth especially well have sort of left that space in the AAA way. But I think there, there's room for more 3D stealth platformers. And if there is a huge one I don't know about, I think I would, but if I don't, I want someone to tell me because that is my shit, Steve. Yeah, I'm. I guess Matt. I guess he he wants mashups because like I was going to say stealth as well because I miss like Splinter Cell mm-hmm. and like classic Metal Gear Solid. I didn't really like Metal Gear Solid Five, and they'll add like stealth portions to like open world games like Ghost of Tsushima and stuff like that. But it's not the same. Um, genre and mashups. Hmm. 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 I think my favorite kind of mashups are when it's like an aesthetic from one game, kind of like Crowsworn, like an aesthetic from one game I recognize with like a a type of combat or platforming from another game I recognize, like the Bloodborne aesthetic and the Hollow Knight uh, um, gameplay. Like I'm just like, oh, I can I can clicks right into place what this is going to be. Yeah, that's fair. But as far as like two genres getting mashed up, I don't know. 3D stealth is what I want, and they don't do. You can it always throw RPG mechanics in something. And call no, you can't RPG. stop. Get out of here. <laughs> Rinse that shit out of my game, please. Oh man, good shit. Aaron also wants to know: given what we've had, given that we've had the Nintendo Switch for a few years now, and it seems Sony wants to drop off the Vita store, what do you think? Why do you think the Vita didn't succeed where the Switch did? Is it due to Nintendo's brand or something more? Question mark. Yes. If the Vita launched with a game as good as Breath of the Wild, the Vita would be getting a second or pro version right now instead of the Switch. That said, I think the Switch succeeded where the Vita didn't in that the Switch just like was the new Nintendo console. <clears throat> like it wasn't the Vita and the PS4. Like it wasn't just the Vita, it was the Vita and the PS4. It was just the Switch. It was like, hey, you want to play Splatoon 2? You want to play ARMS? You want to play Mario Odyssey? It's the Switch. And I think that's why the Vita... And I mean, I'm not the first one to make that observation that like Vita didn't have a lot of strong first-party support from Sony and essentially became the Japanese role-playing game visual novel handheld for the next five years for everyone else. But It still is. It still is. <laughs> still getting physical copies. The store is saved. Um, I don't know if Aaron wrote this after they said they weren't closing the PS3 and Vita stores. Or I guess he wrote it before. But yeah, I think it's safe to say... If the Vita had Uncharted 5 and you could only play it on the Vita, the Vita would still be around. Yeah, that's the thing. It, like, it had the Uncharted game, right? But it was just a side story. So yeah, it seemed it, like people it was could a just throwaway. Skip it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think PlayStation had a hand in it, too, because they, like, the memory card, they oh fucked my up with God. that. Super expensive. Oh, um, I got the big one, Steve. I have the 64 gigabyte micro SD. Or not micro SD, it was the proprietary one. Microsoft yeah, with the Switch League. That's the thing. That's the, it was proprietary, so like Ugh. it was just super expensive. Ugh. Remember they Which wanted was... to make you uh, get a cell phone plan for your Vita because it had a 3G model? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Um, I think that was that's like a big thing. I think like Sony kind of just like gave up on it too quickly. Apparently. So a little while ago, a insider person posted like a former, on the Vita. Former PlayStation r&d guy yeah did you read it yes i know there was it was the, the thread you're talking about yeah it was fascinating because like i guess they're still sony's still scared of like 2011 like the hack so like when i forget when like when whenever they broke the vita they basically like the vita died that day mm. um so when they were able to like homebrew it they're basically like okay it's this is done and they Man. wanted to bring trophies and stuff to psp but the PSP was hacked so badly that they're just like, no, this isn't, we can't have them like gain to the PSN and stuff like that. And, um, and, and just like other like kind of things like that, where it was, it never, it didn't really hit that sales expectations, but then they just sort of slowly started to like kill it off when it got like hacked. So I think that was it. I also wonder like if people really wanted a Sony portable to begin with because like psp sold well but it was also really super easy to hack so it's just <laughs> like how many people just kind of bought it and just to play like snes games on it <laughs> you know what i mean um but i don't know i i, I always 
partly blamed Sony for just kind of like fucking up. Um, they closed a bunch of the studios too after they made Vita games. Like, oh, so sad. Zipper Interactive. Um, yeah, they had a yeah, good Wipeout game. That Wipeout game was good, Steve. I liked it. I like Wipeout as far as those kind of like Neo Future fast racers go. I think Wipeout's the best one. Unit Thirteen was good too, <sighs> and I think that was their last game. Zipper Interactive. Man. And they they um, honestly are trying to just consolidate Sony Bend into like making Last of Us remakes. So I know, big sad. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's I I think it's like the it got off on the wrong foot with like the memory card stuff and just like other weird oddities like that. Like mm-hmm. for the longest time, I think actually on that OG because they didn't have cloud saves for the for a little bit. And so your save was tied to like the bubble, like like the game itself. So if you delete the game, your saves were gone. Mm-hmm. So there was like a period of time, like six months, six to nine months or so, where there was no cloud save. So like if you needed room for a game and you deleted it, your save was gone. But then the memory cards were so freaking expensive. Um, so I think that was part of it. I think there was like a few things. They they should have had like a better connection with like the PS3 as well because it wasn't until the PS4 came out that there was a really good connection. But then by that point, I think, you know, their focus was on PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like when PSVR, I think when they decided to do PSVR, they're just like, all right, fuck this Vita, we don't care about this. Yeah, and they're making another VR, so maybe that was the right call for them. I don't know. Yeah. I think the Vita was a learning opportunity, which no one will learn from. That's all Apparently, there is a patent that showed like the Vita kind of hooking up like a dock <laughs> to like display on the TV, sort of like what PSTV became, I guess. Oh but, yeah, like, I remember PSTV. More of like, yeah, but more of like what the Switch actually is. So interesting. I think they're kind of on the way to make the Switch, and then and then um, you know they're I guess like according to that person, like as soon as it as soon as they broke the Vita, which I forgot when that happened, it was like two or three years after it came out. They're just like, all right, this thing's dead. We're done with this. Damn. So. Anywho. Goddamn hackers. Goddamn hackers. Keep doing the good work. And yeah, thanks for letting me play Chrono Trigger on PSP, though. That was great. Well, thank you, Aaron, for the <laughs> questions. If you want to ask us any questions and get Steve or I's uh, expertise or thoughts or ramblings, send it to fun, us. Fun little Vita thing. Spooky Squid, a.k.a. Miguel... Sternberg, who made uh, They Believe Pixels and Russian Subway Dogs, is still working on the Vita version of Russian Subway Dogs. Awesome. I'll download it. Put it out, Miguel. I'll buy it day one. Because he tweeted, when they announced the closure, mm-hmm. he tweeted, he's like, I'm going to work to get this thing on the Vita, because there was like a deadline or whatever. And I don't know if... They're not bringing the store down anymore, but I don't know if they've said that they'll let new games come out. And so... Mm. Um, I think I saw him tweet a little while ago because he has a thread basically where he just talks about all the different things he has to do. And he's like, it was something along the lines of like, man, like trying to, um, trying to get all the like localization for this Vita game is such a pain in the ass. I can see that. No one will give a fuck. Yeah. I give a fuck, Miguel. Toronto based developer. I'll cop that day one. Day one. If he, yeah. Two sales right here. So you In can fact, find. I'll never buy it on anything other than Vita. So there we go. I buy it on Steam because I like it. All right, oh, here we Steve. go. May tw- sorry, sorry, May twenty first. Okay. Pretty productive. The Russian subway uh, PS Vita port weekly update. A pretty productive week. Finished up storage, error handling, load times, and slow storage media. Then spotted some Vita specific rendering and slowdown issues with the final boss and fixed them, making progress. So okay. Stay tuned. Um, yeah, it looks like. Stay tuned for the last game Steve and I buy on the Vita. Yeah. All right. See, let's talk about what we've been playing. Uh, I streamed Chevrolet Two yesterday morning with my friend Tyler. The open beta is happening this weekend. Of course, developed it? by Toronto-based Torn Banner Studios. It's wacky, Steve. I've never played Chivalry, but I've seen loads of highlights from uh, Kotaku Highlight Reel over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, it's first or third person. You can toggle medieval sort of deathmatch with objectives, multiplayer game. Like you're either pushing the ramps up to the walls to get over and then capture the courtyard or defending and there's different maps, different objectives. You can pick loads and loads of different medieval weapons like the mace or bow and arrow, longbow. I had a pike was my favorite because you could jab. I loved like jabbing and then like dashing backwards and then their sword or axe couldn't reach me. But uh, the 
pike, of course, doesn't do as much damage as the Sorter Axe, so you need to get a few in. It was fun. Uh, we lost in the last, like, 30 seconds, which was sad. They uh, When you lose in... The other thing, Steve, the Chivalry has a very, like, I don't know, like, uh, I guess my touch point would be, like, Monty Python level humor where yeah. like you can press c to battle cry and you press c and he's like for that guy we like like <laughs> the king <laughs> or like uh when you lose a match everyone on the losing team like all their weapons disappear and they all just start screaming and you gotta like run away while everyone else like runs down and like kills you and it and it ends when you either escape or they kill everyone <laughs> so there is a very morbid and sort of dry humor to chivalry 2 which i wasn't i wasn't anticipating but i really really liked um the very there's a lot of customization options in the open beta steve i i was clicking in the top right is like your premium currency icon and when you click it something flashes and then goes away because it's obviously disabled for this beta my friend tyler was able to like get a screenshot right when it flashed and it looks like this game will be pretty heavily monetized in addition to whatever the launch price is. I think it's 40 Canadian on PS5 and there's a physical copy if you're interested. Yeah, I'm looking at ebgames.com right now. That's here, sorry. And um 39.99. Yeah. 39.99, yeah. Canadian, so. so on top of that there will be a premium currency market which I think is how you get all of the cosmetic stuff in the game. Um yeah, Was I there, liked it. Did they have any of it? I hope it doesn't have the kooky like colorful shit like i hope it still kind of maintains it all looks i looked through everything and it was all just like you could get weird stupid beards or haircuts or face paint and Mm. stuff but other than that like armor sets and weapons were i don't think historically accurate or maybe i don't know but like looked medieval if that makes sense yeah that's good it it wasn't like the the weed logo all over the pike like in call of duty or something yeah exactly that's what i'm kind of that's what i don't really want to see i might call this though because um, I'm on a physical game high. Yes. Right? Like I've, yes. I've been, been doing, trying to do less PSN, more PS5. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, 40 bucks for, for a physical PS5 game? I might. Uh, I might it's very I might see how the trophies are. I didn't have any really performance issues, that's, connection that's issues. Uh, yeah, it looked and played great. And the tutorial is really funny. The game was surprisingly funny. And did you try crossplay or no? Just I didn't have anyone on anything else. The open beta was by the time you're listening to this on Xbox, PS4, PS5, Series SX, and PC. Um, but I was just playing with a friend on PC. But we got into matches like super quick. No real lag. No real nothing. I would report as an issue from the beta. Nice June eighth, yeah. right? June eighth on just is it launching oh it's launching on everything june 8th yeah ambitious and I think it's like cross play too, holy so. moly that's this is a tough week for torn banner unless they you know scheduled appropriately which they might have big ups to them if so but yeah shivery 2 it's got steven's stamp of good game nice in the beta <laughs> make sure to send them that <laughs> that banner too <laughs> uh i also played uh, uh adios which is a game from doc who people might recognize from twitter big indie writer developer um famous for their work on paratopic uh also did some writing for hard ba- hard space shipbreaker one of our runners up for oh yeah that guy uh, yeah, okay. yeah yeah you know doc this is their first game kind of like leading it with, I think one or two other people developing. Um, the premise is I'm right up, <laughs> right up my alley, Steve, for those of you who don't know, uh, a pig farmer decides he no longer wants to dispose of bodies for the mob. What follows is a discussion between him and his would be killer. So basically they pull up in the morning with the regular sacks of, no name non-labeled meat for you to take out of the back of the truck and then you sort of tell the hitman guy like hey i'm like i'm done i I can't do this anymore and the hitman guy's like well you know you you can't really be done that's not how this works and you're like i know i know but i'm done and they're like let me try and convince you so you spend the whole day going around the the mob guy like follows you around while you're doing your farm chores and talking to you and you try to you you, over the course of the day you start to get into the motivation of why the farmer doesn't want to do it anymore and that worked really well for me and the the sort of like 
these people have history, these two characters, and a lot of that like comes up in in really interesting ways. And I really liked them by the end of the day. And then won't say what happens, but you know something happens at the end of the day because of course something had to happen. And I was I was pretty happy with the whole experience. How uh, how long is it? It took me like an hour and a half to really <laughs> dwaddle through it. I think they could. Uh, I think they do want you to play because there's like thirty or something achievements of all the different things you can do in this game and like. Uh, little like because it's all these different vignettes over various parts of the farm where you're sort of talking and like doing manual labor. Um, yeah. So I bet that's there's some good, lots some of good shit. Really. I added to my wish list. So you can play the sound. Oh, I'll play the sound. Is it um, is it coming to other things or what's? I think they want to. There's a big push to get it on Game Pass and Doc's been like <laughs> for like through Twitter getting people to like spam xbox asking for them to put it on game pass which is funny so if it does come to game pass i hope that was why but no i think right now it's just on pc all right well i added to the wish list because it looks pretty that, that's pretty sweet and being a shorter game too right up my alley so no yeah exceptional i think my steam review was uh what did i say something probably obnoxious i think this is the closest i felt to actually being in a martin scorsese movie yeah yeah i'm sticking with that Next, I played Little Nightmares 2. I got a steal, 20 bucks for a new Series X version. Uh, launched for like 50 or 60, I think, earlier this year. It's great, Steve. I love Little Nightmares. It's the exact same sort of game mechanically from one, and it sort of follows in that tradition of sort of always moving to the right dark puzzler platformers like Limbo, Beyond, or not, yeah, Limbo, Inside, Little Nightmares 1, and I guess now Little Nightmares 2. There's some fucked up stuff in this game steve like royally fucked up stuff i really liked you the first two level the first three levels i guess the first sort of intro level is really good but the, the the next two like main proper levels are a like orphanage and then a hospital which is oh man you're like oh really they're gonna do those they do those and they crush it nice. i'm like i'm like halfway through based on the video guide i opened to get past one puzzle which was dumb but that's fine I like it. Cool. I, yeah, yeah, I haven't played one or two. Um, One's uh, free on Steam this week if you want to check it out. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay, I'll hop right now. You can play the download free. So many bonus that? bonus sounds this week. I'll find something. What have you been playing, Steve? <laughs> uh, I haven't had a chance to play too much, to be perfectly honest. Uh, my daughter's kind of... Actually, it seems like it's good right now, but basically she was kind of going through some... Uh, separation anxiety so mm-hmm. anytime i wasn't around her she would just lose her shit and then the you know three or four or five hours or so a day i get without her i just was too tired and wouldn't do anything so <clears throat> i replayed resident Evil village the three hour um track or whatever like the the trophy to beat it under three hours and like beat it with just the knife and stuff like that i did that. you did it yeah well, it's actually not that hard it's not that hard at all like the and one new game plus I did beat it under three hours, beat it with just the knife. Cause there's a, a knife you can buy. That's like more expensive or better. Um, beat it without spending more than 10,000 coins. I didn't spend anything except for like the hundred to buy the knife and uh, don't use a healing item more than four times. And there's like a few spots in the story where you automatically heal. Mm-hmm including when your hand gets chopped off. Um, (laughs) So it's actually like easier than it sounds. And now I'm playing it on the hardest difficulty just to kind of get those trophies. And it's now entering the stage of like, I, I hate this game now Mm. and don't, will not have a good memory of it because of these fucking trophies. But I'm kind of, I played Returnal and I was enjoying that, but like, I know I just, I, I need the fucking, I need save. Cause like, I be, I did beat the first like level in Returnal, but it took me like an hour and a half, and I'm like I can't I need to be able to save in a mid run. I can't not like I can't be playing for an hour and then like Sophia wakes up and then I just leave it on rest because mm-hmm. my PS5 seems to crash like thirty like a third of the time it's in rest mode. Like I go to wake up and turn on and it's like I have to rebuild database or whatever. Um, so I haven't really played that much. Really, what I'm getting at, Resident Evil Village. I had, I did cop, you know, Brent, uh, not Brendan, um, Sebastian's game, not Sebastian. Holy oh, shit, Devin, Devin, bombing on uh, a graffiti Steam sandbox. Cop that. I didn't play it yet. I obviously just bought Love. Haven't played that yet. 
Skate City, I haven't played that much of it. <laughs> so I've been buying games, mm-hmm. but I haven't had a chance to play too many games. That's okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we got all summer, Steve. Happens to the best of us. It does. I'm really just waiting for us to move into the house. And yes. then I feel like life will have a little bit more structure to it. So. I am also waiting for you to move into the house so I can move into <laughs> your basement. No, the third bedroom. Oh, the third bedroom. Well, the you can Sega move in your basement. Yeah, the you Sega the slash basement. streaming slash Steven room. I don't know if I'll stream in there yet. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll figure it out. We got time. Yeah, we'll, yeah we will figure it out. We, me and the committee will decide how your house is allocated. Uh, yeah, exactly. There we go. That's it for episode 186 of the KeningGameDevs.com podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Steve, for joining me. Thank you to our patrons. If you back us at the $5 tier or higher, we'd love to shout you out at the end of every episode. Like these lovely folks. Thank you so much. Aaron McLeod, Canuck Play, David Winter, David Nagy, Daniel Miller, Eric Beer, check out thebotbook.com, Eleanor, Hanel, Gene Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Graf Metal, Kai Hutchins, Meow the Lion, The Leon, I always do that, Nicholas Azorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelots underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, and Stacey H. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. We'd love your feedback. Uh, if you're not on Apple Podcasts, want to drop us any review, contact KingGameDevs.com. Steve, current bets are all going to be resolved by the time this podcast go live do you want to place anything else um oh man i don't know what's even happening right now baseball is the only thing still happening right well i guess you could pick a, a team for hockey who's gonna I mean, make it the make second it. round winnipeg i don't know hockey that well basketball you know uh no uh, mm, mm. no I, I know nothing speaks to me the one thing this has nothing to do with the bet, but you sent me that tweet of the person who who shared the the tweet of like alloy 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 from alloy from uh, Horizon, and then like the fan art or whatever that just mm. made her wear makeup and animate. Yeah, and I I just realized the ratio on that where it's like ninety retweets, six thousand four hundred and sixty six quote tweets, and if you click <laughs> on that, it's everyone just fucking chirping this dude oh, for being man. such an idiot. That's so funny, but um. <sighs> I don't, I, nothing speaks to me in terms of bets. I'll bet that my stocks uh, do badly this week. How about that? Steve's stocks do badly. <laughs> All right. Uh, and I will bet uh, Steven, hold on. Steven, P-H-A, receives one bracket, spell out one, vaccine in June 2020. Oh, actually, I get mine on Tuesday. Hey, there you go. That counts as June. All right, I'll say uh, I'm going to change my bet. <laughs> I'm going to add a parlay. Steve also receives his vaccine. The Steves, CanadianGamedevs.com employees, fully. You can't get you can't get yours yet. Can your can your girlfriend get hers? Because she was working. No, I have an appointment for June 11th. It's a bit of a trek because the system here is a little messed up, and like you can't like anyway. It's a whole deal. It's like an hour bus ride each way, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, Heather had to drive. We had to drive like 50 minutes for Heather to get hers, but luckily now they've expanded in town, so mine mine's just like in town. Oh, man. Yeah, they have a whole like phase plan announced for Nova Scotia for like once we hit these level of double vaccine, every this percentage of the population, this happens. And yeah, the last phase that. being like everything opens in the... Um, what's it yeah, called? Yeah, they have that for us too. It's basically like June 12th, I think, if 60% of the population is like vaccinated then then like then stores can open up 25 percent or some shit like that i don't really know here's the thing steve our uh i'm good for because my lease renewed on may but the rent control in nova scotia was tied to the state of emergency um so if the state of emergency lifts the rent control lifts so if we don't have anything by then i'm gonna have to start licking some doorknobs and uh making (laughs) this last a little longer (laughs) because Steven does not want to be paying more for rent than markets should allow. That's fair. So in that same vein, Heather um, applied to grad school at Ryerson Woo-hoo. before we knew, you know, that we'd be moving up here. Oh, and unless and, and she's in it or whatever, and she has until June, I think June twenty second, she has to like put her first deposit down. So we're like, well, let's just see because if it's like if it is online only. Um, then we can, you know, then sign up and just do it because it'll be online. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we'll figure it out in the winter and, and whatever. And uh, But now it doesn't really look like Ryerson will be online. So mm. we're, we're kind of making the very poorly 
poor joke, but still joke nonetheless of like, oh man, what if these vaccines don't work? Or something? <laughs> I mean, in the same way that uh, most of our premiers in this country are willing to kill people to financially benefit themselves, I am willing to kill people to make sure I don't pay more in rent. No, that's a joke. Um, <laughs> we need to cut off the last We need to cut off the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great week. Get your vaccine like Steve and I, and uh, unionize. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Never be limited by other people's limited imaginations. Um, yeah, I'm down for that. They're two in a row for me, I guess.